0: News.
1: It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. A director of the operator for a children's foster home has resigned after a report said staff there had routinely subjected kids under their care to rough physical treatment. The total number of COVID-19 cases in Hong Kong today has topped 100, reaching 107, and health authorities have locked down a Tung Chung residential block. Preliminary findings from an investigation into alleged abuse at a foster home in Prince Edward suggested that management must have been aware of the problem but did little to stop it. The Director of the Society for the Protection of Children and Superintendent of the Children's Residential Home run by the Society have now resigned. And an independent review committee that looked into the allegations has recommended that all child care staff at the foster home be replaced in phases. Lester Huang, Chairman of the review committee says that it's in the children's best interest. The um, reason we are suggesting in stages is because putting the children in the hands of total strangers will be in itself um, not in the child's best interests, the children's best interests. The Independent Review Committee said staff at the children's residential home had routinely subjected children under their care to rough physical treatment. It found at least 10 incidents which it said amounted to abuse, including kids being slapped or kicked around, shaken, thrown against a padded wall, and having their ears pulled. Their report made it clear these were not isolated incidents. Mr. Huang said staff had disregarded the feelings of those under their care. The staff, looking after the children generally had very rough conduct and this rough conduct was used so as to bring the children under control as an imminent purpose of course children need to be kept out of harm and therefore some action is necessary but um the staff habitually were using some very expedient ways without really looking into the feelings or the how the children would take their conduct Health authorities say there's a decreasing trend in COVID-19 infections at Kwai Chung Estate. While there were 58 more confirmed or preliminary positive cases, raising the total to 334, only six new units at worst hit at Kwai House were involved in today's infections. Still, Dr. Chuang Shikwan from the Center for Health Protection says it'll take them a few more days to determine if the spread of the virus has peaked.
2: We observed that the number of units has gone down to single digit. So this shows a, uh, a decreasing trend today. But we still need to observe for a few more days. I mean, uh, for Yakuai uh, Lao. For the other buildings, we still need to observe, especially for Ying Kuai Lao.
1: And for the fourth straight day, the total number of cases in Hong Kong topped 100, reaching 107. Among them, seven were local cases that couldn't be traced. A Tongchung block has been placed under overnight lockdown in light of COVID-19 infections linked to the building. Residents of La Rosa A or Block 7 of Coastal Skyline Phase 3 were ordered to get tested. Meanwhile, an infectious diseases specialist has urged the government to be more pragmatic and slightly relax its COVID restrictions, as Hong Kong will have to endure the current wave of Omicron infections for months. Dr. Wilson Lam said the evening ban on dine-in service at restaurants had resulted in more people eating out for lunch and crowds gathering during the daytime. He said people could be given more freedom.
3: Instead of concentrating people going to places and restaurants in a relatively limited time period, for example, people, instead of going for dinner in restaurants, nowadays they tend to do these activities and also eat and dine in the daytime. The outcomes is actually might not be optimal. In Chinese New Year, you know that people would not really totally stay at their homes. It might be more Prudent to adopt a more pragmatic approach to allow a little bit of loosening these card restrictions in the coming period of time. Because we have to fight this Omicron wave for an extended period of time anyway, so we might have to be more pragmatic.
1: To the weather forecast, mainly cloudy, one or two rain patches tonight and tomorrow morning. Sunny intervals during the day tomorrow. Temperatures will range between 18 and 22 degrees. The outlook, mainly cloudy on Friday. Temperatures will fall appreciably on Saturday night, cold in the morning early next week. Still rather cool with a few rain patches during the Lunar New Year holidays. Currently, it's 19 degrees with the relative humidity at 86%. Your tune to RTHK the time is 5 minutes past 11. The government has locked has announced that it's extending the lockdown on Ying Kwai House at Kwai Chung Estate for another 2 days. The lockdown which was originally supposed to last until tomorrow morning will now end at around 7 a.m. on Saturday. Earlier officials had also extended the lockdown of another virus-stricken block in the estate, Yat Kwai House. The Secretary for Security, Chris Tang, says the official secrets ordinance will be amended to better tackle espionage in Hong Kong. Timmy Sung reports.
3: Responding to a question in the Legislative Council, Chris Tang says certain countries have been attempting to engage in activities to endanger national security in Hong Kong. He specifically mentioned the social unrest of 2019, describing it as a vivid example. The security minister told lawmakers that the administration currently relies on the national security law and the official secrets ordinance to tackle espionage, but said the latter is too limited in scope and needs to be revised. He spoke through an interpreter. In the existing official secrets ordinance, uh, the definition of uh, espionage work is uh, rather limited. It would cover um, the approach... Uh, of prohibited places and the compilation of information that is useful to an enemy, we feel that um, this definition is um, not enough um, for us to combat um, the old manner of espionage activities and all the risks are so arising from this. Mr Tang said the legislation will be amended at the same time as more laws are drafted against extra and national security under Article 23 of the Basic Law. He said officials plan to submit a proposal to LegCo for scrutiny in the second half of this year.
1: Former lawmaker Lam Chuk-Ting has been jailed for four months for revealing that a senior police officer was being probed by the ICAC over the force's handling of the 2019 Long mob attacks in which Lam and more than 40 other people were injured. Altus Wong reports.
4: Eastern Court heard that Lam Chuk Teng had exposed an investigation into Yao Nai Kung, the then assistant commander of the district, who led an operation after a large number of white clan men armed with poles, beat up passengers and passers by in and around Long Station on July 21, 2019. Magistrate Jackie Ip ruled that the disclosure could have affected the graft-busters' work and could lead people into thinking they can commit corruption with impunity. He said the revelation was not justified as it was not of significant public interest. Mr Abe agreed with the prosecution that there was no need for Lam to review the probe as the former ICAC investigator and lawmaker had already held three press conferences to express his dissatisfaction towards the police in relation to the Yunlong attacks. Lam was found guilty of three counts of disclosing the identity of persons being investigated. The ex-lawmaker has filed an appeal. But he remains in custody for an alleged national security offence in connection with a primary election.
1: President Xi Jinping has told the head of the International Olympic Committee, Thomas Bach, that Beijing will honor its commitment to presenting to the world a streamlined Winter Olympics. Mr. Xi also said the number of medals won by China is not a priority.
3: I don't care much about the number of gold medals that Chinese athletes will win during this Winter Olympics, but I care more about the energy and vitality that the Games will inject into our nation. The Beijing Games will get 300 million people to participate in winter sports, and the popularity of winter sports is actually a boost to a sports power.
1: Mr. Bach expressed full confidence that the strong measures taken by China will ensure the delivery of a safe, smooth, and successful Games.
3: Well, I would like to congratulate you, President, for not only having achieved but having. Uh, overachieved uh, the goal you have been uh, setting for involving uh, 300 million Chinese uh, people in winter sports. China today is a winter sport country. And with this, uh, China and these uh, Olympic Games uh, are opening up a, a new era for the global winter sports.
1: President Xi Jinping has told senior Communist Party leaders that reducing greenhouse gas emissions is not about reducing productivity. Vicky Wong with the details.
2: President Xi said the country's ambitious low-carbon goals should not come at the expense of energy and food security or the normal life of ordinary people, signalling a more cautious approach to climate change as the economy slows. As the world's biggest emitter of greenhouse gases, China has been under pressure to enhance ambition and take more drastic action to tackle global warming. But Ms. Xi is quoted by Xinhua as telling senior Communist Party leaders in a recent speech that the country needed to overcome the notion of rapid success and proceed gradually. He said cutting emissions was not about not emitting at all. The president told the gathering they must stick to the overall planning and ensure energy security, industrial supply chain security and food security at the same time as cutting carbon emissions. Since a national economic work meeting at the end of last year, Chinese policymakers have repeatedly stressed that the country would prioritise stability this year. Observers say concerns in Beijing about the risk to jobs and growth on the mainland are mounting, especially as it prepares to hold a key Communist Party conclave later this year that is expected to extend Mr Xi's rule.
1: Russia has reacted to warnings from Washington of sanctions if it invades Ukraine, saying it is the United States and NATO that have flooded Ukraine with weapons and Western advisers. The statement was put out by Moscow's permanent mission to the United Nations. The BBC's Orlando Orlando Teal has more details.
4: The statement said the U.S. was cultivating anti-Russian feelings with talk of the build-up of Russian troops, while forgetting to clarify that those troops were on Russian territory. This contrasts, the statement says, with the actions of the U.S. and NATO that have brought weapons to states close to Russia's borders. Earlier, President Biden said he was prepared to impose sanctions directly on his Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin, if an invasion of Ukraine went ahead. The United States has also warned Belarus that it would face a swift and decisive response if it allowed its territory to be used for an attack on Ukraine.
1: Ukraine's foreign minister has said that while the number of Russian troops amassed along the country's borders poses a threat, it's not enough for a full-scale attack. Dmitro Kuliba was speaking at an online news conference in the capital city of Kiev.
0: At the moment, as we speak, this number and is insufficient for the full-scale offensive against Ukraine. What we currently see is uh, a scenario of destabilization of Ukraine. And that scenario is certainly imminent. It's already taking place.
1: Sport and at the Australian Open tennis, it'll be Daniil Medvedev versus Stefanos Tsitsipas in one of the men's singles semi-finals. The second-seeded Medvedev rallied from two sets down and saved a match point before eliminating Felix Auger, 7-5, six seven three six seven six seven five six four for a place in the final four. Tsitsipas had an easier time against. Yannick Sine of Italy in the quarterfinals, winning it in straight sets, 6-3, 6-4,
4: 6-2. Coming into the match, you know, you're trying to get the best out of your game. You're not thinking, you're not trying to predict what's going to happen. Oh, I might, you know, get away with it in three sets. You don't. You don't think this way. You are just focused set by set. You're trying to get as close as possible to clinching
1: every single set. And eventually... It's the total amount that you get in return at the end. In the women's draw, 7th seed Iga Svantec of Poland will face American Danielle Collins in the semifinals. Svantec needed three tough sets to overcome Kaya Kanepi of Estonia, 4-6, 7-6, 6-3, to reach the last four. Collins, the number 27 seed, took care of Frenchwoman Alize Cornet, 7-5, 6-1. Oh, it feels incredible i mean i think especially after uh, some of the health challenges that i've i've had and and to be able to uh get back to this level and uh be able to compete like the way i have been and and being able to be as physical as i have been has been so rewarding especially playing against uh the girls that i've been playing against the uh, last couple of matches um playing against really good competitors really great athletes and to be able to compete with these women it's uh it's an honor and hour reminder of our top stories tonight. A director of the Operator for a Children's Foster Home has resigned after a report. Said staff there had routinely subjected kids under their care to rough physical treatment. The total number of COVID-19 cases in Hong Kong today has topped 100, reaching 107. And health authorities have locked down a Tung Chung residential block. And that's the news from RTHK.
0: RTHK
1: Radio
0: 3. We Heaven, use my bubble. It's so long, long.
3: goes a request to a, one of a few Chris's that get in touch. Uh, we'll call you Crispy. Crispy. Uh, Holly's, of course, he ain't heavy,
1: he's my brother, into our second hour this Wednesday. Mo- Heading into Thursday morning with our sentimental journey in around about uh, 40 or so minutes. Peter King with you here on 3...